The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a very... The fuck was that? What the hell's wrong with you? I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. Calm your tits. I am just trying to make sure you take this topic seriously and have a first-hand knowledge of the procedures. If you zap me again, I swear to God, I will deactivate you for good. I promise, I won't. You motherfucker! Seabot! What? I didn't zap you again. I meant anyone! Oh. You have to treat him like a genie. Say exactly what you cheese muffin. Nothing more. Nothing less. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, everyone. Uh, and uh, welcome to the shit show. I'm Brent Hand. <laughs> He's David Flora. And uh, you've now met Conspiracy Bot and Kyle. I. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts me to say this, made Seabot to help produce and edit the show, and instead he just produces hostility, and it's all he made Kyle. Kyle says dumb shit all the time. Cheese muffins. Exactly. We are broadcasting from the lower fourth <laughs> dimension, also known as Chicago, via Parts Unknown, Colorado, and if you haven't figured it out already, we're talking medical procedures this week. Of course they figured it out. When you hear zaps, you just think medical procedures always, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, some of them are still used. Some of them used no longer. But all have been questionable at times, if not always. All the good medical procedures are questionable. Well, I mean, you know, people had to start somewhere, I guess. But questionable isn't a great start. I, you know, I, I prefer my medical stuff less of a procedure and more of a maneuver. Case in point, there's the jaw thrust maneuver, the hull pike maneuver, flake maneuver, Head tilt, chin lift maneuver, Heimlich maneuver, the Riker maneuver. And we have jumped the shark. The shark jump maneuver. Whatever's on page 116 of my Kama Sutra. One thing our history has no shortage of, <laughs> medical atrocities. That's like true. page 116. <laughs> and, and no, not Nazi shit for once like we've talked about in the past. I yeah, mean, they did a you know, enough medical there, atrocities, but, but uh, yeah, we've covered a lot of those, so. We're getting away from them this week. Thank you, God. <laughs> We're talking medical procedures this week that are either no longer practiced, 
thank God, or the way they are used has been changed greatly. Yeah, which you hope so in anything medical. Hopefully, <laughs> you've uh, learned along the way and changed I, for um, the better. I'm a medical conservative. I would like to make <laughs> surgeries great again. <laughs> no anesthetic. Here's just a piece of leather to bite on. You got a headache? Here's an ear nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but free cocaine. Yay. <laughs> Drink 14 grams of this a day and call me if you live. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that it works and I can give it to the Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking some medical practices that sound barbaric but are still used today in one form or another. Yeah, um, some of these are. Yep. We put together a list of five each with some overlap, but this is some of the crazy shit throughout history. It only scratches the surface of some of the mm-hmm. atrocities done in the name of science. A good surface scratching will cure what ails you. At least it used to when doctors weren't afraid to get their hands dirty with blood. How many of these did you quote unquote invent? This is all meat sack nonsense, baby. I just endorse several of them. That's noted. That makes sense. Pretty sweet deals. We're going to go to break and uh, disengage any zapping mechanisms he might have. But when we come back, it is five horrific medical procedures from the past. Because it's so much fun to talk about those. That's upcoming on Hysteria of 51. I can reach my bell. So always yeah. get uh, and you know what I don't have to reach for lobotomy. Meat. That doesn't make any oh. sense, but it works. <laughs> Thought you were going to say a beef jerky knockoff. <laughs> uh, I have been uh, chowing down on the vast amounts of leftover beef jerky that we've had. So I got that going for me. Thank God. Lisa ate all the beet chips and no. uh, kale chips that she loved both of that. I just stared at her with contempt Oof. and ugh, man. <laughs> They taste exactly like you think beet and kale chips would taste like. Yeah. So if you just pulled them from the ground, took a bite, (laughs) no wash off, no, no, no slicing. Earthy, earthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. We're going to start off with lobotomy, the OG what the fuck procedure. I think everyone, uh, if you're not familiar, I'm jealous. Let's say that. Uh, (laughs) uh, But here we go anyway. So lobotomy, lobotomy. Lobotomy involves severing connections in the brain's prefrontal lobe with an implement resembling a fucking ice pick, a.k.a. a leucotomy. And, uh, you know, just root around in there for a bit and see what happens, I guess, was the, the whole plan of attack. Fuck yes. Enter one Antonio Egas Moniz. Egas Moniz. I think that's a Agas Moniz. I even wrote out how to say it in my notes, and I still don't know how to say it. Uh, <laughs> Moni is. He was a Portuguese sadist. Neurologist. That's kind of what I said. <laughs> he invented this procedure in 1935, so it's not that old. Uh, and a year later, a cat named Walter Freeman brought the procedure to the U.S. because fucking yay brain damage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not take a crack at that? Now, this dude <laughs> was... we see the results today. Yeah. Freeman was an evangelist for this new form of psychosurgery. And <laughs> it, 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 it's, uh, that's the, uh, uh, they use that. That's what they called it was psychosurgery. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I keep thinking of them like, 
um, taking people's thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, in with a therapist and dissecting them. That's and mind them taking, out. baby. <laughs> Get this though. He drove around the country in his, and I'm not fucking making this up. This is what it was called. The Lobotomobile <laughs> performing the procedures on thousands of hapless patients. Like he's in the mm. fucking Oscar Mayer wiener mobile meals on wheels. Yeah. Fuck. What did they use this for? What was some of the, the common, this was the cure for what conditions? Stress, anxiety, depression, insomnia, and to eliminate suicidal thoughts, delusions, hallucinations, melancholy, and obsessions. Well, just sign me. Man, I'm kind of depressed. Let's cut out the front part of your brain. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's just cut out that part that's making you like that. Oh, man. And sadly, as we know, not that long ago, many women were prescribed this because their husbands were tired of them being sad sacks. Time Ugh. to break out the ice pick. Literally, man, that would ha- you could have your wife committed because of melancholy. Oh, my God. Doctor, doctor, I'm so sick of my wife just being sad that I beat her and talk bad about her and rape her and don't support her or her interests and don't buy anything for her and look at other women and feel up other women. What can we do about it? How can we fix my wife? And then here. <laughs> ah, honey, the Lobotomobile is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they have free tacos. <laughs> my wife insists on not dressing up to the nines for dinner at night when I come home from work and want to go out into the garage and get a tin can of beer that I have to open with one of those little pick things on the can openers that they have. Make sure to make one opposite side so it breathes and get some air to push that out. Pull tab, baby. Make sure, make sure it's a little bit more than room temperature. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, why do, why do I know the 50 sadist husbands so well. <laughs> Sometimes it just rings true. Yeah. <laughs> so in, instead of normal surgical economy, like, which was just terrible, Freeman used an actual fucking ice pick instead of the, the, the actual piece they were supposed to use, which you would hammer through the corner of an eye socket using a mallet. Then he would just jiggle it around in there an ice pick. And this is a quote from medical journal. They called it a most unscientific manner in which he would (laughs) jiggle it around in the eye socket and patients weren't Anna under any sort of anesthesia, rather they were induced with seizures through fucking electro shock therapy. Holy fuck. And advances in psychiatric drugs saw the procedure fall from favor in the 1960s. Yikes. Fucking hippies. Freeman performed his last two ice pick lobotomies in 1967. One of the patients died from a brain hemorrhage three days later. What? Gasp. Yeah, right. Now, this is one of the things we're going to talk about in a lot of these. Is it still used? Kind of. 
Traditional lobotomy is rarely performed, thank God. But shock therapy and psychosurgery. Now, remember, kids, that's the surgical removal of specific <laughs> regions of the brain. Uh, they are occasionally used to treat patients whose symptoms have resisted all of their treatments. And, you know, they're, they're flirting around with almost like suicide because their symptoms are so bad. Yeah, when the beatings fail, it's time to grab the ice pick. Sometimes it feels like that, but uh, I guess if all else fails and you need relief, but they're not doing it willy-nilly, you can't go to your local fucking ice skating rink and uh, they got the thing outside <laughs> because it's, you know, Memorial Day. Uh, that's probably a good thing. And um, yeah, yeah. Whoever invented this, wow. Holy shit. I <sighs> mean, I'm sure it... Uh you know, it sometimes worked yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, but in, in that, I mean that it, it caused people to, you know, I no just longer zone out and stare at the wall. So they weren't bad mouthed or you've, talking back. <laughs> you've cleaned the same portion of the wall for four days in a row. It must oh. be clean. Everything must be cleaned. Well, at least she didn't sassin me. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. And her boobs are pointier than ever. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's like i threw that in for free <laughs> uh hit us with the next one another one of these trepanation Ooh. um you may have heard of trepanning trepanation is the oh so fun activity of drilling or scraping a hole in the skull for you know trivia buffs out there haha it is the oldest form of surgery we know of you not we <laughs> humans have been performing it since neolithic times mm -hmm. or in other words the end of the stone age uh if you ever saw hbo's rome you see an example of this in the second episode i believe yeah titus pullo gets a, a piece of clay pot lodged in his skull and they have to saw it out mm. and you know he's just biting on the leather strap and uh and then they replace it with like a metal plate and then he's he's in it for the long run baby yeah they they found lots of of examples of this looking at skulls where they found where they did the surgery and that that probably helped it stick around because that would be considered a success mm -hmm. right right, so, right um and you know one other thing to keep you up at night, researchers today don't know why people then did it. <laughs> you know, some some experts think it could have been to release, wait for it, demons from the skull. That that tracks in my book, doesn't it? Just like, sure. you know, um, doctor, I have something going on in my head. I got a pain. It hurts behind my eyes. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> get me my They're a combo. Get me my scraper. Now. Yeah, no doubt. What's your preferred method for demon removal from skulls? Do you have one? Oh, I yeah, I I like hiring a hooker to uh, come at it from a, a different <laughs> angle. <laughs> I like the way you think, sir. <laughs> He's also in this for the long run. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, at least to me, uh, some people lived for many years after this brutal procedure was performed on them, as revealed by ancient skulls yeah. that show evidence of yeah. healing. Yeah. So, Amazing. question for you, is it still used today? Uh, well, 
kind of. It's like lobotomy. Uh, surgeons don't cut holes in people's skulls to release, you know, Valak or Zozo or um, <laughs> Zool um, or Dana or whatever no flavor of demon you pick. Only Zool. <laughs> Unless you are the key master. Yeah. But there are still reports of doctors performing the procedure to relieve pressure mm-hmm. on the brain, right? Uh, this reminds me of when you um, your lungs are filling up with blood and you can't breathe, so they pop a little hole, um, hole in, yeah. your, in your chest to, to let that air escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, a, a general practitioner at a district hospital in Australia used an electric drill he found in a maintenance cupboard to bore a hole in a 13-year-old boy's skull. And without the surgery, the boy would have died from a blood clot Ooh. on the brain. Smart thinking. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all it is, man. Like I've got it down. It's a hole borer. You you yeah. put it on the end of a, a drill, hand drill, and yeah. you're done. Mm-hmm. Or the whole hospital plot to Star Trek for the voyage home. There be whales here. Remember when the the the, the dude no was bloody a? They're like, B. what are you savages? <laughs> Oh yeah, my new kidneys. (laughs) That's a great scene. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah. So you know, I mean, there's a there's at least a reason for that one. Um, You know, and in the future, maybe we won't have to. But you know, in worst case scenarios, uh, you know, have at it. Hmm. Moving on, we got lithotomy. L-I-T-H-O-T-O-M-I, lithotomy. Ancient Greek, Roman, Persian, and Hindi texts refer to a procedure known as that for removing bladder stones. Oh, get this shit, David. The patient would lay on his back, feet apart, while a blade was passed into the bladder uh, through the perineum, the soft bit of flesh, between the old twig and giggleberries and your stainer. The kids these days call that a taint. Dynamic drop in there, Kyle. You're really pulling your weight this week. The OJ <laughs> bit last week and this, I, I think he's coming into his own. I think so, too. He's taint misbehaving. <laughs> then just for funsies, certain uh, surgeons would insert their fingers or surgical instruments into the rectum or urethra mm. uh, to assist in the removal of the stone. Now, spoiler it was intensely painful. <laughs> a what? Yeah, and it was 50-50 uh, mortality rate, or one uh, five out of ten <laughs> would die. Um, uh, is it still used? Well, the number of operations performed of this uh, began to fall in the 19th century, and it was replaced by more humane methods of stone extraction. And thankfully for us, changes in diets to healthier uh, in the 20th century, helped make bladder stones a rarity. So it's not even something that, uh, no, it's not used, and uh, nor is it even something that would be needed really anymore. So yeah. <laughs> thank God. Uh, hey, this hurts. Well, 50-50, here we go. <sighs> Moving on, next we got Tom's rhinoplasty, or just rhinoplasty if you don't live in South Park, Colorado. David, tell us about rhinoplasty. Okay, hang on. We're getting ahead of ourselves on this one. Let's backtrack a little bit. Okay, okay. Syphilis! (laughs) Everyone's robot. (laughs) Everyone's favorite groin-related bacterial infection. I don't know how I feel about you saying syphilis and he starts talking about partying. (laughs) But it does feel... (laughs) 
It feels right, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything. It's not a bad feeling. It's just a right feeling. Uh, so this itchy treat arrived in Italy in the 19th century, possibly carried by sailors returning from the newly exploited Americas. <laughs> the old uh, Colombian exchange, if you will. <laughs> the Trinidad trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Barbados bartering. Yeah. <laughs> The sexually transmitted disease, this one, had a number of symptoms, uh, one of which was known as saddle nose. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although that is how it starts. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the bridge of the nose collapses like fucking Artie Lang. Yeah, dude, his nose is all jacked up. His is from like cocaine use and drugs and then getting smacked in it. But yeah, uh, it's <laughs> got to be something like that. His nose was just crushed. But yeah, anyway. I thought you were going to say collapses like the Bengals offense <laughs> in Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> well, it's, this wasn't actually from a lifetime of cocaine abuse or uh, the defensive line also of, of Cincinnati. This comes from Pirates in Hours <laughs> or Hoyerate Whores. My favorite kind of whore. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was another type, to be honest. Well, they're always going for the booty. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this nasal deformity was an indicator of indiscretions. <laughs> so lots of cats would use surgery to try and hide it. Oh. An, an Italian surgeon, Gasparo Tagliacozzi, uh, developed a method for concealing this nose deformity. He created a new nose using tissue from the patient's arm. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> he would then cover this with a flap of skin from the upper arm, which was rather awkwardly still attached to the limb. <laughs> uh, once the skin graft was firmly attached, after about three weeks of holding your arm up to your face... <laughs> Mm -hmm. I was just constantly fainting. Oh, oh Tagliacozzi <laughs> would sp separate the skin from the arm and boom, rhinoplasty. <laughs> now, there were reported cases of patients' nose turning purple in cold winter months and falling off. Huh, uh, so my grandfather, my mother's father, had cancer, a cancer on his nose, and they had to take like his part of his right nostril off. Uh -huh. And they took a piece of his ear and formed it and made his nose and it fell off a couple years later. <laughs> oh. So he just had like part of his nose was gone. Man. You didn't really notice it unless you were looking for it. But then when you saw it, you're like, holy shit. One of those things, you know, <laughs> and, uh, fun times that, or he had, you know, the pirate plague syphilis and they just lied sure. to us about it. One they, of the yeah, two. They didn't think mm -hmm. Brent was old enough to know about this <laughs> to learn about it. Um, also in Rome season two there's a Greek character that uh, has a leather or brass nose that yeah. he's got straight to, uh, strapped to his face mm -hmm. he's he's only I think in one episode I've um, seen those before in, in history type shows and stuff yeah mm -hmm. so <sighs> is this still used Brent yes sir not for this. Not not like oh, yeah? that, right? <laughs> well, syphilis is uh, pretty easily treated with a course of antibiotics. Just ask me. Wait, what? <laughs> you bastard. See, I got into the notes again. 
also, rhinoplasty is very safe now. Nothing like this. Ev- everybody gets it in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit different. Uh, Tom's rhinoplasty. Just go to South Park. It's the best place for it. <laughs> Keeping on with this train. Last but not least in our five old-timey procedures, bloodletting. Not not the vampiric. Well, you know, we're not going to Bloodletting. Blah, I don't say a blah, 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 unless I'm telling you I don't say blah, blah, blah. You might not know this, all ye listening out there in the world, but losing blood is generally frowned upon. Generally. Quacks these days consider it to be a bad thing. But uh, when men were men. (laughs) Yes, right. When men were men. For about 2,000 fucking years, bloodletting was one of the most common procedures performed by surgeons. Also, while you're getting your hair cut, depressed, bloodletting. A woman, bloodletting. Bad foot, bloodletting. Ghosts in your blood, bloodletting. Losing blood, bloodletting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cure-all. This procedure was based on a flawed scientific theory that you actually just talked about. Through the humans possessed oh. four humors or fluids. Yeah. Blood, phlegm, black bile, and yellow bile. Real quick for anyone listening, I have jars of each of those for sale if you have the need, but I am low on yellow bile, so act now. Hit me up at 773-669-7277. Anyway, (laughs) an imbalance in these humors was thought to result in disease. So, modern of that time, science to the rescue, lancets, blades, or fleams, these are uh, some like these spring loaded for added fun were used to open superficial veins and in some cases arteries to release blood over several days in a re- an, well, an attempt to restore balance to these vital fluids. 2000 years, 2000 years. Bloodletting in the West continued up until the 19th century. In 1838, a guy named Henry Clutterbuck. Oh, Clutterbuck. Oh, Henry. A lecturer at the Royal College of Physicians claimed that bloodletting is a remedy which, when judiciously employed, is hardly possible to estimate too highly. (laughs) That's a long way of saying, uh, this cat really liked bleeding you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting back to it, is it still used today? Well, it is, but not like that. There are different forms. Leeches are used to remove blood in some wounds, like when they reattach limbs. They don't want it to pool, so they'll, mm. they, but instead of like lancing it, they'll use a leech to naturally suck the blood out. And it naturally. keeps <laughs> natural. Um, also, some medications can use or cause a thickening of the blood. So blood donation is used to correct the issue. Um, if you are low on testosterone and you get uh, testosterone replacement, over time your th- your blood can get thick. So you just you uh, donate your blood. But it's measured and it's safe. And sadly, no spring-loaded fleems are used, allegedly. Allegedly. There are other cases for it, but it's not used like it used to be. It's all for very scientific reasons. Is that why after I visited the uh, water park, I always felt 
drained and tired for weeks because I rode that log flame. Yep, that's it. That's exactly oh. the, the spring loaded one that went up your. Uh, yeah, I was like, know. this ride pinches. <laughs> I want to ride it again, Maul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break time again. We come back. It's time for five more just as crazy sounding old timey procedures that are all. Still used today. That's after this bloodletting on Hysteria 51. All right, calm down. Calm down. If he's doing it to anyone, it's going to be you, though. (laughs) Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that's going to work for you. If <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that and there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Did you bring enough blood for the class? (laughs) somehow i feel like he has enough to share with everyone (laughs) yeah like we just mentioned some of these are still used some no longer but all have been questionable at times if not always so moving on uh, to five more all of which are still used in one form or another um a little more on the nose than the last one some of those are still done but these are more like how they were used Mm mm-hmm uh, hit us with the numero uno, if you will. First one on the list, we've got electroconvulsive therapy. Ooh, hoo, 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 another brain treatment. So that's right. Yahtzee. Or, uh, 
electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT, if you nasty, <laughs> has another name you're probably more familiar with. It's shock treatment. What a terrible sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Amen. Did you ever see yeah, that? That is yep. true. It is. No, it's, no. Actually, I haven't seen it. But it's it's I've bad. Seen one like that. <laughs> yeah. It's um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not talking the movie though. No, ECT was developed in the 30s, 1930s, and practiced around the same time and in the same patient population as lobotomy. So, you know it was overused and abused. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the process. Together. Mm -hmm. Like, or used together, like we said. They'd, right. They'd shock them and, and uh, ice pick them. So, woo. Ugh. Um, <laughs> the process involves the transmission of electrical currents through the brain either via implanting electrodes in the brain or placing electrodes on the scalp. Yay for choose your own adventures. <laughs> I don't think they got the choice, but uh, mm -mm. someone did, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> choice is an illusion. The currents used were intentionally uh, used to induce a brief seizure. Yeah. Supposedly they had the seizure, they wouldn't feel pain or, you know. Um, it alters the brain chemistry Maybe. manner such that the symptoms of certain mental health conditions can be reversed, like uh, non-screaming, non-crying yourself to sleep. It always reverses those. Um, Non-wetting yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's, that's the mm -hmm. operative word. But uh, that said, we all know the procedure has developed a notorious reputation for its inhumane use of high doses of electricity without anesthesia in the past. Yeah. But it's still used, man. Mm -hmm. And since those horrific times, ECT has been proven to be a safe and effective treatment for several mental disorders. Who, who's approving and uh, who's the approving Freeman family? Safe and effective. The Freeman family in their in their ECT mobile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Ecto One. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's brought. It's it's now manufactured by Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> When correctly administered under general anesthesia and in conjunction with a muscle with a muscle relaxant, ECT can result in significant improvements in treatment resistant depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and catatonia. So you get the benefits, but none of the life changing PTSD from having to ex experience it without anesthesia and muscle relaxers. So that's fun. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how's it used? Well, a typical course of ECT is administered approximately thrice weekly until symptoms improve, generally within 6 to 12 treatments. Yeah. Um, it can have some side effects, notably upset stomach, muscle ache, headache, and memory loss, especially around the time of treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, however, most memory problems usually improve over the days uh, slash weeks following the end of the course. So, I, I guess it's good for you, but that would be a hard one to sell me on. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know we, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I I do know that this is used uh, today still for quote unquote treatment of the disease of homosexuality. Oh man, yeah. So they use this in like conversion therapy, exactly, which is kind of going right? to the wayside. Thank God, but whole. Well, yeah, shit. but it, yeah, it it is, but not fast enough, right. and still not all the way. Some people still use this horrible stuff because they think shocking people will make them straight. And yeah. it's like, dude, <laughs> does shocking you make you gay? I like, come on. Depends on where you put the it, probe. 
Yo. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm really. Take I'm this really. Behaving. I'll experiment. Uh, fecal microbiota, microbiota transplantation. Moving on to just an, another uh, poop treatment. We're moving to poop treatment. Um, <laughs> researchers believe that the first fecal transplant or so fecal microbiota. Uh, my, how do I say that word? Am I saying it right? Microbiota. Microbiota. Yeah. uh, So we'll call it, or FMT as they call it, uh, occurred in the fourth century when a Chinese doctor treated an an individual with severe diarrhea or food poisoning via oral administration of yellow soup, as they called it. Yummy. This delicious sounding soup contained the dried or fermented stool of a healthy donor. Oh, man, that's fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, today, sewer pickle te- therapy, as I like to call it, is still practiced and involves the transfer of stool from healthy donors to critically ill individuals, all overseen by Mumra the Ever Living. Ha 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 I'm watching you make stool. <laughs> Luckily, luckily he's there to help out. Uh, he's no longer evil. He's, he, but he does have uh, he, he does have his ways. Uh, its administration American method has improved. It's no longer administered via a slightly better soup than you get at Panera. <laughs> uh, uh, they have some different ways. So these days, it's primarily used, or how is it used? Well, it's, it's used to combat Clostridium difficile-related infections, which after hundreds of thousands of Americans each year have, they figured this out. Uh, so what that is, it's an infection and in the bacterium that causes an infection of the large intestine or your colon. Symptoms can range from diarrhea to life-threatening damage to the colon. So they they administer FMTs. Uh, they're delivered through several ways because variety is the poop flavored poop flavored spice of life. Um, so nasogastric or nasojejunal tubes, whatever those are, ingestion of frozen stool capsules, wow. enemas, rectal tubes, or colonoscopies. <laughs> What hasn't changed is how it works, which is by introducing a healthy mix of bacteria that helps restore the microbial balance in the gut. When in doubt, eat shit. Stop it, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a thing. Poop transplants yeah. get that healthy bacteria in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally just, the good stuff's died and you need to get it back in there. So... Mm-hmm. You know, get to going. I don't know if I'd do it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd sniff it if I do it through the nose, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chop me up a a line, man. Chop me up a line. (laughs) Oh, I feel better already. Oh, man. Anyway, moving on. Hit us with Moving on to modern day bloodletting, leech therapy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Brent mentioned this earlier. I wanted to highlight the specific use of this because it saved a lot of people's extremities actually and it's not new ancient indian greek and egyptian texts indicate that leeches have been used to treat everything from flatulence (laughs) to joint pain for nearly three thousand years for helping with farting did they just put one over the hole as we said earlier (laughs) the medical community no longer accepts the widespread use of bloodletting Yes, yes, they put it right over the hole, it blows up like a little condom balloon, and then you pop it off, (laughs) twist it, tie it up, and toss it. Uh, So how is this used? 
Research has shown proteins in leech saliva can help treat cardiovascular problems as well as cancer, metastasis, uh, or metastasis, and uh, infectious diseases. Mm-hmm. Plus, after microsurgery or reattachment, leeches are used to ease blood congestion during the critical first days. Otherwise, the part might not take and fall off due to blood issues. If it's yeah. not getting enough blood, then it's not going to heal. The old attach. John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh, <laughs> as they, as they say, uh, when in doubt, they reattach, just, you know, if you can they find just, it. They pulled a bunch of leeches. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, moving on to one of my favorites, genital massage. Victorian doctors often prescribed medical massages for women suffering hysteria. Hmm. Instead, surprisingly, of prescribing death or sending them to a sanitarium, uh, they would actually do this. Suffering from symptoms like fever, racing pulse, flushed skin, abdominal pain? Well, have no fear. Doctors administer treatment with electric vibrators. Now, that might sound okay, but here's the gross part. As I just said, doctor administered. Oh, yeah, and problems? I know what to do. Um, it's important to remember that female hysteria was a catch-all for any psychiatric disorder in women, even non-psychiatric disorders, just whatever they, they wanted to call it. Thankfully, it was abandoned as more nuanced diagnoses were discovered, but an orgasm has many documented benefits, so they might have been on to something. Well, there you go. How's it used? Well, in May of 2022. <laughs> well, when, a, when a mommy and a daddy get together. <laughs> when, uh, and love each other love very each much. Other. <laughs> very much. So in May of 2022, so not that long ago, Medical Express wrote of a team of researchers led by Alexandra Dubinskaya of Cedar sinai Medical Center. So they found that medical benefits of women using vibrators are strong enough to warrant doctors once again to start prescribing their use to female patients on a regular basis. Interesting, right? Well, mm. in their paper published in the Journal of Urology, the group describes their meta study of research into the health aspects of vibrator use on women and why they believe, you know, it's time to do this and use it as a medical therapy device. They conclude that vibrators can and should be considered not just sex toys, but therapeutic devices. And uh, this is all kind of still coming out because the team will be presenting their findings at this year's annual scientific meeting of American Urological Association. But everyone seems to think that from what has came out, uh, there's strong, uh, strong belief that uh, it's going to be something that might be, might be on the, the horizon. So yay for once. Uh, yeah. Do I need a shot? Nope, just a vibrator. Okay. Go for it, man. Like, I, I, it's, it's stupid that... Um, sexual health is stigmatized yeah, in the yeah. world because it is part of being human and the reasons against it are in basilic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are so stupid and usually founded in some kind of repressive religion. So yeah, yeah right. Well, who, you know, who, masturbate, um, get your, get your vibrators, um, taint misbehave all, mm-hmm. all the way. All the way to better health, it cures everybody. what ails you. Speaking of, uh, I left the best for last, and I also oh, yeah? let you cover it. So have at better, me. Better than masturbation. <laughs> uh, how about exorcism? Yeah, yeah. Left a controversial doozy for last, yes. right? You know. Um, well, hmm. you know it. It is controversial because people want to believe. 
that demons can possess uh, humans. But, you know, all signs indicate it's mental illness, mm-hmm. if not just straight up abuse. Um, and as proof in a lot of these, it's had some crazy treatments throughout history. And this isn't a look at exorcism if it's ever been done on a real demon. But we do know that it was prescribed willy-nilly in the past for everything that seemed like it could fit. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of this was due to a misunderstanding of the biological underpinnings of mental illness, which, you know, if you're having signs of mood disorders, schizophrenia, or other mental issues, people thought it was demons Mm -hmm. in some cultures. Yeah, we actually covered exorcism, you know, in a deeper dive. Uh, It was one of our early, see about what was it? Episode 46. Yeah, it's a, it was a long time ago, but you can go back and listen to that if you want to learn more about exorcism and how it's been used in the past. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 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 still used, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's more sparingly. Yeah, um, I think they, I think the Catholic Church has um, stricter rules of uh, of uh, yeah. approving them, but they still have you know a, a exorcists and task forces and shit. Yeah, yeah. So they have people they have to to now prove to whatever fulfills their guidelines. That uh, um, that whatever is happening is you know warranted, war- right? Exactly. So, uh, spoiler you know, alert: none of them are. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, if if you're getting other treatment and your family wants to go through that, also great. As long as you're getting the other treatment, you know, um, if you want to cover all your bases, you know, there you go. But don't. Um, don't uh, say we didn't warn you. It can go wrong. But you know what? I also believe there's evil out there, so who knows? You know, it's, uh, it's mm. a choose-your-own-adventure. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what if you had to go through any of these? Which is the worst, do you think? The worst? Yeah. Um, I, I don't like that bladder stone one. Yeah. I think the <laughs> bottomy would bad. be my pick because, you know, it's you're not, you're not coming back the same. Sure. I would rather probably have the bladder one than that just because 50-50 die, but otherwise I'm just going to be like drooling into a pile. Not always. I mean, I'm obviously, and there's other ones where they, you know, people the, have lost the part of their brain and lived. The trepanation of, mm-hmm. you know, an ice pick's one thing, drilling into the skull is another. Yeah. But. Now, if they just drill it for relief, okay. But, you know, that's a, uh, yeah. yikes. <laughs> but <laughs> so you're probably right. An ice pick through the eye. That. That's practically uh, Egyptian. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're gonna, you're gonna get some stuff in a canopic jar at that yeah, point. Have fun. Have fun. You know, if you know anyone who's been through any of these, or if you yourself has, let us know. That's I. I don't want to hear about your pain, but I'd love to hear about your experience. If that makes sense. You know, with with, uh, with lobotomies, uh, the thing is with the brain, we know so little still about the brain itself. But you cut out a um, a portion of it the rest of the brain is going to try and make up a little bit of that. Yeah. Ground, it'll, it'll try to, to pick up the slack, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to, to do a lobotomy to really solve every underlying mm-hmm. issue you might have. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like because the brain is going to try and make new pathways and I, I don't know, it's, it's wild. But then again, I know very little about it. We so only I dabble in some of these. We don't, you know, we're not experts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you guys want to tell us about your experiences, experience of loved ones or anything like that, you can. 
All you got to do is hop on Facebook, look up Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group or facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod, our regular page. Tweet to us at Hysteria51pod, Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria51, or tell us your thoughts. Voicemail, 773-669-7277, or Hysteria51.com. You can click on the microphone on there and leave a voicemail through there. Super easy. Got a weird story. You got weird news you want us to talk about on our bonus episodes. Email to us weird at hysteria51.com. It's so simple. And it's not only on here that you can hear one of us doing our uh, shtick. You got blurry photos. You got quiz, quiz, bang, bang. What's going on in those worlds? Oh, same good stuff. Quiz bang. We're um, starting up a patron tournament. So it's going to be our patrons are going to go up one-on-one against each other and um, it'll be, that's, that's a fun time. They've been all been very great people to work with and very fun. So that's, that's fun. Blurry photos, blurry photober is, is, uh, going to be swinging. So, you know, <laughs> you heard stuff. it here first. David's a swinger. Swinging, <laughs> swinging, swinging like a leech on my arm. There you go. All right, kids. So yeah, uh, keep the weird stuff rolling in. We'd love to talk about it. And with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy, but stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.